Welcome back to the next episode of Pop Topic. We're here to discuss all the latest trends and news for the first two weeks of December. I'm your co-host, Quentin Phillips, and, and to help break down all the crazy stories going on, we have Tristan. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. How are you? I am doing well, doing well. Uh, anything new going on with you? There's been, you know, it's been a few weeks now. I think we took a one-week break, uh, you know, to, due to the holidays and due to you moving. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's all that's new with me, really. Just moved into a new apartment, and I'm um, settling pretty good. You know, nice. Still got some unpacking to do, but mostly, mostly done. Well, well, there you go. That 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 worked out pretty well then. Have you uh, seen any movies lately, or? Done anything besides just moving? I guess that's a task of itself. Yeah, that's mostly what I've been doing. What, what, what have I seen lately? I haven't gone to the theaters in a while. I watched American Pickle this afternoon. I mentioned that before we started podcasting. Nice, yeah. Um, what else? Did I, oh, yesterday I watched that, that new Netflix Christmas movie. The one with the catfish. What's the name of it? Have you seen that one? Yes, Love Hard. Yeah. That's the one, Love Hard. That was a weird freaking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very chaotic. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, it was just weird. They were they the whole concept was it's kind of like the Urban Hansen, where like the whole concept was just ridiculous, and we're supposed to pretend it wasn't, I guess. Yeah, the film was interesting. I, I thought it was pretty fun and enjoyable for the most part. I, I my favorite character has to be the the douchey brother. I thought he was fantastic. He was he was pretty funny. He was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, always trying to one up his brother kills me. They like get engaged, and he just pops out and goes, "Well, uh, I'm having a child now." Like, man, yeah, I thought he was hilarious. I, I was, I was rooting for him. He was my hero. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. Yeah, the whole concept of like falling in love with a catfish, flying over to meet them for Christmas, surprising them, realizing they're a catfish, and then you see the person that you thought you were going to go see there, and you realize, oh, I want to date that person now. We have no idea who the hell they fucking are. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, the, the whole premise was just absurd, insane. We just kind of rolled with it and pretended it was all normal. It was a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those that haven't seen the film, yeah, it's literally this girl that flies across the country after being in an online chat with this guy for like a week and a half. Was it? It really wasn't even that long. I think it was two weeks. Okay, two weeks. I was shortening it a few days, but. Talked to a guy on a chat, like didn't even call him, just been like messaging him, hey, you up, kind of text messages for about two weeks, and then flies across the country to see him for Christmas, and then it's some random dweeb, and then the dweeb goes, hey, hold on a second, hold on, can you like pretend to be my boyfriend, and if you do, for like the entire holidays, I will like set you up with a date with the guy i was pretending to be and she was like okay yeah that's a totally logical deal i'll do it like what yeah it was it was it was pretty silly it was pretty crazy yeah yeah. i I watched in the past days i watched two movies one was about a man falling into a vat of pickle juice pickling himself for a hundred years and then coming out later meeting his great 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 grandchild and start a pickle empire and that was that wasn't the weirdest one of the two movies I watched, which is crazy to say. It was fun though, but I gotta say the the main girl for Love Hard, I didn't really like her. She she, she drove me less nuts. She is like a BuzzFeed uh, article the entire time, yeah, where she, she like she was so she was like a, yeah, a reporter or whatever, and so when made the comparison like a BuzzFeed writer, she very much was a BuzzFeed writer, but she was so much like to the extreme 
Like to the point where it felt like they were like parrying it or possibly satiring it. And so I assume she's got some sort of redemption arc in the end and learns like, you know, it should still be progressive and support, you know, good causes, but not as uptight and anal about it and ridiculous and over the top. But she never had that redemption arc. She just continued to be her anal and asshole way the entire way through. So it felt weird. I, I thought it was a joke in their parodying, like, like over-the-top extreme BuzzFeed articles and that kind of stuff. But then they, they weren't. That was just the character. Yeah, like, she was basically just... If a 40-year-old man was writing a female millennial, he's probably like, this is probably what she's like. I've seen some BuzzFeed articles. Yeah, it felt like what people who were very much against, you know, those kind of people would over, you know, like, pretend that they talk like. It's like what the right-wing people think BuzzFeed or is right like. Yeah. Right? You know, that kind of stuff. character was never a joke. It was, yeah, it was so over the top it felt like they were making fun of those those type of people. And I guess they weren't. It was just that ridiculous and over the top. Yeah, they were saying, baby, it's cold outside, and she, of course, had to have a good two-minute moment to let everybody know that that's a rape song. Mm. But that was the second time she did that in the movie, though. It wasn't even the first time. They introduced this plot point earlier in the film, but it was so important. So that was very important that she needed to quickly mention that in the film. Also, um, she says, oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And I, I knew before she even said it, I was like, oh, she's, a, she's really playing this, like, crazy millennial that has no, like, actual personality. I bet you she's going to say Die Hard. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she course. said Die Hard. Yeah, Die yeah. Hard. Which, like... You know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, but if you're saying it's your favorite Christmas movie, I think that just means you hate Christmas movies. Like, I think, like, that's... Yeah, yeah. Die Hard's your favorite Christmas movie. Like, you don't look like it. Like... That's okay. There's no issue with you watching it every Christmas. There's no issue with you thinking it's a great Christmas movie. But if, like, that's your go-to for favorite Christmas movie, yeah. uh, you're clearly just trying to be like, oh, I'm an edgy millennial, and I like Die Hard. Like, oh, man, this girl was a piece of work. But, you know... Yeah. If, Fun film. I think for Netflix uh, and their overload of Christmas films, I, I think it's a pretty good one this year. Yeah, this one kind of feels like it's supposed to be taking that a uh, the place of holiday that they had last year, of sort of their sort of quirky festive rom com. And comparing the two, uh, holiday is for sure the better. Oh my! It's don't even get me started. It is not even close. Yeah. No, 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 Tristan, opposite way. Holiday is fucking terrible. The, the, uh, Love Heart was way better. What? No way. Holiday was way better than Love Heart. Holiday was Holiday terrible. was, was, what? You didn't like Holiday? I hated it. It was like one of the, I think it was in my bottom 10 of last year. Really? Yeah. Why did you hate Holiday? So I was, yeah, I was glad I no one picked it for the 2020 podcast. I should have, I would have, but you hated it. So yeah, I, I actively hate that film. I think it's, it's. Really? I, I thought it was cute. I don't know, maybe it was in a bad state of mind when I watched it. I just thought it was, like, too many poop jokes, and I don't know, maybe if I was five, I thought it would have been good. Oh, uh, well, Quentin, I have the humor of five years, so <laughs> yeah. of course Like, I think if you were... With, I'd rather poop with pee jokes over any of the crap we got in a uh, love hard. Are you kidding me? Do you not remember the guy's brother? Oh, man. Wait, is the title called Love Hard named after Die Hard? Yeah, no, Tristan, Tristan, wait, you don't know what the name is. Love Hard is, no, it is Die Hard, which is her favorite Christmas movie, and Love Actually, which is the Wimp's favorite Christmas movie. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a combination of their two favorite Christmas movies. 
That's, that doesn't redeem it by any means. No. Also, like, they both have terrible Christmas movie picks. Like, neither of those would be in my top five. Get out of here. Yeah, neither one of those are number one. Yeah. Everyone knows Four Christmases is best Christmas film. Yeah, like, like where's Elf? Um, Come on. Yeah, Elf is a solid pick. Home Alone. Fucking Home Alone's better than those two. Or a, uh, Why Him? Probably my favorite Christmas rom-com. Yeah. Have you ever seen the oh, new cool. one that they just dropped a Christmas movie a week ago called Single All the Way? Have you seen that one, Trust? No, it's on Netflix, right? Is that the new Netflix Yeah, one? yeah, they dropped. Yeah, I haven't that's seen newest. it, though, but I flicked by it. I think that one was the one I read the description and go, oh, I know exactly what happens. I don't need to watch it, and then click by it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I would skip that one. That one's their okay, worst one it. so far. Oh, really? Well, no, 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 for the year. Holiday's still worse, but this one's pretty oh. bad. All right, all right. Yeah. I watched another Christmas Netflix 2021 Christmas movie. I can't remember what it was. Father Christmas is back. It was that one, yeah. If that was the one, <laughs> I've seen that one. Yeah, now that one's the best of the three. That that one's fan fantastic. That one, that one's pretty. I also rewatched Jingle Jangle, and that one still holds up. But also. Uh, Father Christmas is back is the best in my opinion of the three, but it's the by far lowest score on every site. Uh, and nobody likes really? that. Yeah, everyone hates that movie. Why? I don't know. They just don't like fun, I guess. I feel like I should rewatch that one. Even though I only watched like two weeks ago. Okay. Well, well, I watched it twice. Uh, and like, I think I watched, yeah, I'm planning on watching it a third time closer to Christmas. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that one. But a movie coming up uh, later this week, Tris. I believe when this podcast drops, it'll be out opening night for that for this day, and that is going to be the Spider-Man film. I'm very excited for that one. Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah, that's the Hell one. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm excited for it, man. That's like probably one of the most excited films of the year. I'm stoked for this one. This one's going to be, this one, it looks like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm seeing an opening night. What day does it come out? What's the uh, the 17th, so Thursday. Wait, wait no, the 17th is a Friday, isn't it? Isn't... Oh, well, whatever day is Thursday. That, that, that's what I'm seeing it, at least. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. So, so it's, it's coming out Thursday, I believe, for this week. And yeah, no, I'm pretty excited, but uh, the tickets are being sold out like crazy. Have you heard that? Apparently there's people overcharging for like tickets to see this film now. I have. I've heard that scalpers bought a whole bunch of reselling them for markups. Crazy. How is it really a thing, though? Because I just bought my tickets this morning. Like, I just bought them just a couple days before it's out. And, like, maybe because Canada or Edmonton's way more. Like, maybe this is just for, like, certain cities. But, like, on our interested, there is not a single theater sold out yet, except for, I believe, like, the IMAX or the AVX 3D one. I think that one sold out. But, yeah, like, very few. I feel like it's more so the IMAX tickets that really means scooped up and resold. But you're right. I, I'll check my place. I don't. I highly doubt, like, it's that sold. Yeah. I feel and, like I can probably buy tickets right now. And when I bought them this morning... Over half the theater was still open when I bought it, but but I bought the regular one. IMAX was still available for me, but I don't know. It, maybe it's just me. I don't think the film's going to look great, so I don't really need to see it in IMAX. It's not like it's Dune or anything. So this yeah. one, I'm fine with just paying the regular price. I, I don't need to see this in IMAX, but you know, um, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe that's okay, the case. So yeah, um, at my theater here, all the D box seats are sold out, but that's it. Okay. 
Yeah, so I guess like some specific Actually, ones. just the 3D D-Box seats are sold out. Okay. The regular D-Box seats. That's what it was for me, actually. Yeah, it was the AVX 3D D-Box. It was a combination yeah. of all of them. So we I could see. have AVX here. Okay. Yeah, so I could just see it on AVX. I could just see it on D-Box. I could just see it in 3D. But uh, if, if you want the combination of all three, Tristan, I guess, I, I guess I'm out of luck. That, that's it's too bad you yeah, can't quite, pay forty dollars for your movie ticket. I know nuts. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just be stuck with the regular price. But yeah, no, I, I'm actually pretty excited for this. I think it's like the first time I'm like excited with like everyone else. I feel like I'm excited for like we discussed French Dispatch when everyone was hyped for Dune. Like I feel like I was excited for another movie compared to everyone else. So I'm finally with the crowd, Tristan. I'm finally cool. Oh, yeah. Finally, about time. You boys have been excited for the Spider-Man movie. Right? Yeah. yeah. Big fans of the Spider-Mans, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't even know if I have that much faith in this being, like, a great film. But I'm just excited. You know, anything to do with Spider-Man. I'm a sucker for that guy. There's so. a lot more web-slinging glory in my life. That's right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, just to see Doc Ock in a full movie again, like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty fantastic. That's pretty legendary. Like, yeah. That's... It's like what, been like twenty years in the making since like the first Spider-Man movie yeah. came out. Like I don't really care who else they add, uh, as long as if I get as much Doc Ock as I can. And based on promotional material, it seems like that's the main villain at least. He like, seems main, to be the yeah. leader of like, the Sinister Six or whatever it is. Is it, is it the Sinister Six? Is that like confirmed? No, it's not confirmed. I think there's uh, well, at least there's not six confirmed yet. I don't know if there's gonna be, but yeah, I of hope all they the one for when the movie comes out. Yeah, of all the ones that are confirmed, yeah, it definitely definitely seems like he's the main focus, which is he good. He seems to be the ringleader, and then Electro seems to kind of be like the, the, the next one to see the most of. I got the vibe that uh, Goblin is the second. I think it's those two. Goblin? That's yeah, I feel like they're going to go for the main two nostalgic villains, right? Um, yeah, I mean, that would make most sense, I yeah. guess. And I've seen them the most in the trailers. I've like I, they, They've both had lines so far. Like, you've seen shots of Electro, but, like, I haven't even seen him say a line yet. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I've definitely seen more shots of the other two, which is great. Those are the two I'm probably the most excited for. I'm not that hyped for Electro. I'm pretty excited to see Electro again. I like Idris Alba for the first time, and his costume looks way better this time. He looks way better than the first time. It wasn't Idris Alba. Pardon me? It wasn't Aegis Alba that played Electro. Oh, Lucas Fox, right? Well, Jamie Fox, right? Jamie Fox. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at names. <laughs> it's all good. I, yeah. I have historically gotten names wrong on this podcast. Probably like, well, at least once a podcast. Or once <laughs> podcast. It's pretty, pretty bad. But yeah, like, like I'm not saying I'm not excited for it, but like, I'm, I'm ex- every villain that threw out, I, I'm, I'm going to have like a little bit of excitement because, you know, I, I'm a sucker for nostalgia for certain things like Spider-Man. But yeah, as long the more Doc Ock, the better. If everyone else in the film gets like five minutes each and Doc Ock gets an, over an hour, uh, I call that a win. Like I, That's the one I care about the most. I feel like he was the most, yeah, he was the most developed in the films. Like I felt like he had a good story. So Yeah, I'm pretty excited for Doc Ock. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I, I already got tickets for me and Andrew. A- Andrew, I don't even know if she knows who these people she are. Doesn't care at all. Yeah, she, 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 I feel like she has no interest in this. <laughs> well, well, she she likes Green Goblin. She, uh, she oh, okay. yeah, yeah. She's seen the original one a few times when she was young. She said. Okay. And, and then we rewatched it, and she she really liked it. We watched the entire Raimi trilogy, and she did like Doc Ock a lot as well. But uh, that was her first time seeing it. So she has way more nostalgia for William Defoe. 
So, oh, okay. So, so she is very excited to see Green Goblin. Honestly, but, of all know. the Spider-Man movies, the one I'm most nostalgic of is the third one. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> like, legitimately. The one I'm most nostalgic for. Is yeah, where's Eddie Brock's Venom? Come on. And that's what I want. Yeah. Where, where, or where's the new Green Goblin? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're like, I want to see him punch the Sandman again. Come on. Where, where's all the, the real nostalgia? They had three bad guys in that one. This is... This Spider-Man movie is not the first to do it. Yeah, yeah. It seems like every third movie in the franchise, they just throw everything at the wall. Yeah, they they just kind of give up, really. Yeah. Actually, I put them all in there. We can't pick one. <laughs> yeah, we're not making a fourth. Just throw them all in this one. Let's yeah. see what happens. No. And to be fair, I just watched the third one recently. I don't know if you have Tristan. I wouldn't necessarily say it holds up to my you know my memory of it as a child but i'll tell you right now i still think it's fucking amazing i i love it okay so i've seen the first one of the sam raimi trilogy like over the summer right i haven't seen the second one in possibly a decade like i can't i cannot remember the last time i've seen the second one the third one i probably watched like a year or two ago i think i saw that one not too long ago um and the third one from my memory holds up perfectly that movie is it's it's masterpiece yeah it's, it's actually funny that I remember. Like, it's the third one's so funny. The scene of him walking down trying to be all cool, that scene is, is a landmark scene in film history, in my opinion. I think that scene is perfect. It's, just, it's so great. And then, there's a lot of things about that film that I forget. Like, I for, totally forgot until this rewatch the line where Eddie Brock is with Mary Jane and points down at his penis and goes, My spidey senses are tingling, if you know what I mean. And you just you just don't get that in movies anymore. That that's... <laughs> you don't get that. It's not like kids' films anymore. <laughs> like you're not you're not gonna get a line like that. This Spider-Man. Yeah, I'll you're tell you right now. I, I forgot all about the light. Tristan, I almost spat my drink out when you said that. I was just not ready for some sexual joke coming from Venom. It was it, it was a ride. What you get, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what you get. Uh, so you know uh, everyone's hyped for spider-man but something that people aren't as hyped for tristan uh, which you know boggles our minds i'm sure is uh ridley scott's films uh, you know this has been a thing of the last two or so weeks with ridley scott uh in regards to both of his films uh house of gucci and the last duel uh the main one i think that was trending the most was ridley scott blaming the millennials for last duel failing at the box office because they were too busy on their cell phones yeah i don't know here i mean i'm excited for for last duel and i go to the theaters a lot and there's many times i'm like what movie do i want to watch and i could have chose the last duel and i didn't I don't know why I didn't. I really don't. I just didn't feel like going with the theaters to watch it. It's because you're a millennial. Um, maybe. I, I'm really not on my phone that much, I don't feel like. I'm a non-millennial, actually. Uh, I'm, I am the year, the one under. That's right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really blame millennials for not wanting to go watch a two-hour historic period piece about rape set in the Middle Ages. I mean, it doesn't really seem that... A movie with that much wide appeal. I don't. I don't know who besides old people or people like Oscar films or real history buffs. Who who does that movie really appeal to? And he's right. Not the freaking millennials. That's for sure. Yeah, it was a weird way to go about it. I agree. It's like I made this product for a completely different target market in mind, and this other target market didn't want it. I can't believe it. 
It's like, well, of course I don't want it. It's not for them. It's like, in what market research do you think millennials are going to enjoy a film like that? Like, of course they're not going to want it. It, it, it wouldn't reach to anything that they're they're interested in at all, besides big name actors. Yeah, and you're being generous. We said over two hours. Like the movie is almost two hours and forty minutes. Like it, it is. Yeah, it's a long. Okay, movie. Yeah, over yeah. two and a half hours. Like a, a historic period piece about you know rape in the Middle Ages. It's not. It doesn't have that much wide appeal. So why are you surprised when only a niche group will go and watch it? It really only has like a niche appeal, in my opinion. It's not... Like, big, epic medieval films are successful and are popular, but typically when they're more action-based and, and, you know, more iconic people like Braveheart attached to them, right? William Wallace, that kind of thing. Those movies do take off and they can be popular. But not one that just looked real grim. And yeah. real, it looks like a real downer in a period in time when people don't want to go spend money to watch a movie in theaters. That'll make them feel even worse, even more sad. I don't think those are the kind of movies that really take it off, right? Yeah, and uh, and the length isn't really as big of an issue, I'm sure, because you know every Marvel film is almost three hours as well, so it's kind of on par lengthwise. But I agree, you know, it's. I actually watched it, I believe, two days ago. I watched it uh, two nights ago with andrea and yeah it's 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 a bit of a downer you know there's not really that much thrills or excitement no big cgi battle there is you know as the title says an extremely epic duel at the end of the film that is by far the best part it was fucking awesome so you know there is a cool action scene but you know no big cgi battle where you're against some purple guy like thanos so yeah, it's it's not as big of a eye catchy thing. I think the my my biggest reasoning as to why this failed, I think the marketing sucked for this. I th- I don't think they marketed this thing at all. I've seen some, you know, commercials for it, trailers for it, but not a lot. You're right. I haven't really seen too much marketing material for it. And, and and I feel like a movie that's not based on an existing brand new IP, a brand new, you know. A standalone film like this, you have to market it pretty heavily because no one's ever heard of it. And, and maybe I'm naive because uh, I, I saw the trailer once. I think when I went to see Green Knight in theaters, I think that was the one and only time I saw the trailer for Last Duel. And so maybe I need to rewatch the trailer to see if they actually marketed it in the way to let the audience know. Uh, do, do you know the gimmick of this, Tristan, about the three point of views? No idea. Okay, yeah, I like I I won't go too much into it then, but there is a very clear and creative format that this film took that I heard about going in. Somebody told me the format, and that's when I got excited for it. I went, oh wow, that's actually super creative. Only a few films have done that ever in film. Like it's a pretty creative technique to tell a story, and I did not remember that from the trailer. I only saw it once. Maybe they did mention it, but it's yeah. I just think they. They had a hook that could have like brought people in to check out, okay, how is this story going to work in this format? But I don't think they ever actually you know, marketed it that way. It seemed odd. I feel like they had a hook to get people in, and they just didn't even bother mentioning it. It was weird. Yeah, I, yeah the marketing for this one was a little off. Also, like, where are you going to market this, though? Like, TikTok? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like YouTube? Like, where, where are you marketing a movie? Like, like what's, the, what's the platform? Yeah, that is a good question. I mean, yeah, I don't really know how, but like, I think the trailer kind of told the format. I don't know. Would have been tough, I guess. Also, yeah, you don't want to go to TikTok. Apparently, they're canceling Licorice Pizza right now. 
Why? What? What's going on there? What's, what's happening with Licorice Pizza? Uh, Licorice Pizza is about a 15-year-old boy. Uh, I, I, don't, I haven't seen the film. I'm just going off no. of the synopsis. I know what it's like vaguely about, yeah. I think. I'm and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited, too. I'm, I'm actually really excited to watch this film. But, yeah, he, like, is friends or, like, you know, maybe romantically into somebody that is, like, a bit older. So they're very – TikTok is apparently saying this is a film – that's like supporting pedophilia and yeah you know i don't know what's going on but apparently they were trying to cancel the last week so we'll see how licorice pizza does when it goes wide call me by your name because that one always gave me the real pedophilia <laughs> that was the one that, I, that one i felt off and watching that one i don't like that yeah, yeah call me by your name and yeah maybe they need to uh maybe maybe they're really glad tiktok wasn't that big then yeah yeah they, yeah. they just well, dodged you know, i found out about army hammer real oh. Yeah, we got some real sleuths over there on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. But the other funny story with Ridley Scott is regarding House of Gucci, and so apparently the family, the Gucci family, uh, is not too impressed with how their characters were portrayed in the film. And so, in an interview, somebody asked Ridley Scott, "Hey, Scott, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the Gucci family not liking your representation of their family in the film?" And he just goes. What are they fucking complaining about? They're having Al Pacino and Jared Leto playing them. They should be honored. And that was it. He he, he thought that he, that was all he cared about. He was like, they should be fucking thrilled that Pacino is playing them. Yeah. Um, I get both sides of the argument here. I'd be pretty honored if Pacino was playing me. Yeah, would you be honored? I'd be pretty bad if he was playing me to make me look like an asshole. <laughs> uh, I thought whoever was Al Pacino's character, uh, if I was that person in real life, I feel pretty honored. I felt like his character was uh, was pretty good actually in the film. I thought he had to get at it. Now, now if I was a Paolo who was played by Jared Leto, I think I might like commit suicide out of like embarrassment. Like the, the he he looked terrible in that film. Oh, good. So, you know, it depends on who the Gucci is uh, talking here. Yeah, if I was the guy that Al Pacino was playing, I would call this a win. I would watch this on repeat at the house and just look at how badass I looked as Al Pacino. Oh, yeah, get the, get the Al Pacino character poster up on your wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Al Pacino was great. I, I, you haven't seen it yet, I guess, by... I haven't yet. Yeah, I'm excited for it, though. Yeah, Al Pacino was actually, like, really good. Because I felt like he could have gotten just as wacky as Jared Leto, but it felt like he honed it in because of that. He wasn't as, like, wild as Pacino normally is. And so I thought his, I thought his performance was pretty good, actually. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I think House Gucci gets a little too much hate. I, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Think it's going for the Oscars? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I would be genuinely thrilled if Jared Leto went supporting actor. I think that'd be hilarious. I'm here for the meme. I think I, I thought he was the best. I'm sure the guy that he was playing didn't think it was the best, but I certainly did. I, I thought it was pretty good. I've seen a few of the Oscar contenders the last few weeks. Obviously, well, I guess if we want to include House of Gucci, I did see that as well, but I wouldn't call that a contender. But have you seen Power of the Dog, Tristan, the one that's on Netflix? The only Oscar contender I've seen so far is King Richard, I think. That's the one I remember seeing. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's good. Um, oh, I've seen Green Knight. Is Green Knight an Oscar contender or just like an indie darling? Yeah, I would just call it an indie darling. I, I don't think you've, I don't think it's going to get in for cinematography, which is a shame. But Yeah, because I've seen that one. It was really well done. But yeah, for, to me it felt more like an indie darling. Yeah, I, yeah even I, watching I it. I, it yeah, this is not an Oscar movie for sure. 
So I wish only, those are the ones I've seen. I, I, I'm behind on a lot of the the big Oscar push ones. Yeah, I was I was behind too, but the last two weeks I try to I try to start watching a few of them. I think I've watched all the ones that are out now except for Belfast because you know it interests me the least. I'll yeah, that's one of, I I don't really care too much about that one. Yeah, and apparently it's like the front runner. A lot of people are saying, but I don't think it's gonna win. I'm at the point where I think I was like I think last year I was, you know hit with this this blank idea of oh mink's gonna win because it's black and white and it's like about you know the past so you know critics will really appreciate that and that's what belfast is i'm not following for this time belfast isn't winning i haven't even seen it yet i i can already tell is come on come on an oscar one or is that uh it's kind of on the bubble with like spencer and them where it could be or could not be i haven't seen it yet have you no no i haven't yeah i it looks good though it looks cute. Yeah, it seems enjoyable. It seems like something I would like. Yeah, it seems like something I think I would like, but I think Andrew would really like. Like, I think that'd be... Yeah, it seems like something Andrew would enjoy. Yeah, I think she would love it. She's got kids. She loves Joaquin Phoenix. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, we will eventually watch that one. It looks like something Hayden would hate. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we just watched Power of the Dog this morning. Uh, pretty good. I think... That one could win Best Picture, and if it does, I'll be pretty happy. I think it was really good. I, that's uh, all. I mean, that's Netflix's uh, big push this year, right? Is that Netflix's? Yeah, I think that or Don't Look Up would be their big contenders. But I think right, Power. That out yet, though, right? That's not coming out until it's coming out in like a week or so. So soon. I thought, I thought it was like mid December. Yeah, yeah, about mid December. I think. I think like the twenty. That, that one is. I have no idea what that one's about, but it's got just an absolute stack. Yeah. yeah, the cast is great. I'm not a big Who fan of the director. You? Who's directing it again? The same guy that directed Vice. Yeah. I like Vice. Yeah, I don't really like Vice. I don't know if I'll, I hope I like this one. I like Vice. But uh, yeah, I love the cast. The, the cast does look great. The cast looks incredible. And uh, yeah, Power of the Dog was really good. I think I think Netflix could win with this one. I think it, it's a really great film. I uh, I'm excited to see if Cumberbatch or Will Smith will win. I have no clue. I, I think they're both great. Oh, for best lead? Yeah, yeah, I think it's between those two, if I was to make my guess here. You can go on to some other stories here. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of this one, Tristan. But we have the woman who is getting roasted after she tried to blame Mary Callender's pumpkin pie recipe. I haven't heard about this. What happened here? You haven't? Okay, so uh, this is crazy, because I, I, I was following this for a bit. I thought it was, it was, it was pretty entertaining. So... This woman burnt uh, one of the Mary Callender's uh, oven pumpkin pies. You like, you just take it out of the package and throw it in the oven. And right. so she left it in there. Who knows how long she left it in there? Because um, if you have seen the photo of it, she took a photo and sent it to Mary Callender on Twitter. She tried to call him out and maybe try and cancel Mary Callender's pumpkin pie. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this happened about two and a half weeks ago. This happened like uh, right, uh, like a few days after Thanksgiving. She tried to, you know, get some controversy here for over right. in the states and so the pumpkin pie is basically just charcoal at this point the photo she took and so it very clearly was she left it in the oven and forgot about it and she's like upset yeah, that yeah she didn't leave that in there for the recommended like <laughs> like, like she did not read the label like the label did not tell her to keep it um up in the oven yeah. for like t- 10 hours because she kept that bad boy in there for a while and so she tried to call him out. Oh, thank you, Mary Callender, for ruining Thanksgiving. She took a photo of it. It has become like a meme at this point where everybody would like post these memes of 
her calling up Mary Callender, just like compliment, just like comment on how like ridiculous it is. And so it just became like a meme going on for a few weeks. I don't think Mary Callender has, has actually like responded to this though. I, I feel like they're kind of just letting the, the public. It's beneath her. Yeah. Mary Callender's <laughs> above that. They don't need to address it. Yeah. The quality of her pumpkin pie. Okay. She's not going to warrant that with a response. That, that heinous act of violence towards her pies. There's tons of great responses. I'm trying to see if we can find them here. One of them is, you do know the fire alarm isn't supposed to be the timer, right? And, you know, it, it constantly people just roasting her. Where it came to the point where I feel like Sharon's getting roasted more than her pumpkin pie at this point. So I, I feel like I feel like it was a pretty good thread. Uh, it kept being updated for about... I think it's still being updated, I'm sure. It, it's, it's been going on for a while. At this point, Tristan, what, what I'm shocked is she hasn't deleted it yet. Is Sharon in on the joke? Why is she I not? I feel like at this point in time, she's asked to live with what she's done. Okay. <laughs> she, she's you know, you she's accepting it. Okay. You can't pretend it didn't happen. You just got to accept it. Because, <laughs> like, this is her post. I was shocked that she didn't just delete it after, like, a day later, she realized I think everyone's she memeing her. Maybe. That, that is fair. That is fair. Um, and actually, sorry. Um, Marie Callender did respond in, like, a very you know a vanilla response ever like oh we're so sorry to hear that please reach uh, out to us because we want to know how we can help you can reach us at this number and hopefully we can assist in whatever situation it is and then they're all like marie Callender, you didn't do anything so yeah yeah i'm shocked you didn't hear about this yeah it was, it was pretty funny but anyways if you ever want to roast a pie just don't post it on public media i feel like this is just some old 50-year-old woman who forgot about her pie and then her Thanksgiving was ruined. I feel like they should give her a pie back. Oh, yeah. It's the least thing. No, you do. don't know. No, she deserves... She owns them a pie, all right? <laughs> they did nothing wrong. She burned her own pie blamed them for it. That's true. That's true. Also, I didn't have this in my notes, but I don't know why this popped into my mind. I think it's because we're talking about Thanksgiving. But you know, you gotta know this one, Tristan, where every Thanksgiving... They have the old woman and then the guy that she bought mistakenly texted to invite for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And now he's there every year. Jamal, I can't remember what her name is. Yeah, I can't remember either of their names, but it's been very much like every Thanksgiving they now keep meeting up. It's it's pretty awesome. Did you hear that this year Netflix announced they're doing a movie of it, I believe? Yeah, I heard that. They're making a movie based on it, which I think is awesome. I think that's it's a weird concept for a movie, but I'm awful. It is weird. Is this like a documentary movie, or do you think they're gonna like have pe- people no, act I hope this out? It's like a biopic. I think it is too. I think it's a biopic, which makes it really weird. I feel like like but some. I, I fun have a feeling it's gonna be done in the style of like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes, and that's what exactly how I want it to be done. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it would be perfect in the style of like some Hallmark Christmas film, but it's a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, and I've been wanting more Thanksgiving movies. You know, we don't have very many. You got like plane, trains, and automobiles, and free birds, and that's it. You know, like those are, those are your Thanksgiving films. Yeah, that's the only two you got. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, like, like, it's about time we get some more good a uh, Thanksgiving movie. That's right. Yeah, you don't hear that why enough. Why does Christmas get all the films? Yeah, Christmas does get too many, really. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a ridiculous number of Christmas movies, and no other, every other holiday. Has like one, like, you know, movie. It may be if that, right? They get like one schluff off, and it, 
you can tell they only ever get the one because the movie's always named after the holiday. Valentine's Day, Groundhog's Day, right? There is no Christmas Day. There's no movie called Christmas Day. It's not a thing because there's so many Christmas movies. You can't just have the one movie be for Christmas. But for every other holiday, they just get the one. Even Halloween? Exactly. New Year's Eve? Yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, you, I think you have a point that they really should make more different holiday films. I guess the main reason Christmas is the popular one is probably just because that's the one where all the family comes over to hang out. It's cold, so they're stuck inside. Let's throw on a movie. The whole family's here. What should we watch? A Christmas movie, and that—that's the like you know the family yeah. isn't wrapped together, stuck indoors on St. Patrick's Day, so there's not as much of a need for it. Yeah, I don't think just like Christmas movies and Christmas songs are at this point like part of, if not you know like a massive part of the holidays now, yeah. right? You know, part of Christmas and Christmas celebrations here in North America are listening to Christmas carols and watching Christmas movies. That's not part of any other holiday, right? You know, watching specific movies or listen to specific songs isn't really a thing we do on any other holiday, really. Yeah, except for I would say like horror movies in October. Yeah, the horror movies on Halloween. Yeah, I guess that's probably the big. Or maybe even like rom-coms on Valentine's Day, but even now, like... But that's like specifically you know, like a genre, not really a theme for the holiday. Yeah. Yeah, like it's normally just scary films, not movies that take place with Halloween. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Speaking of Christmas films, and speaking of one of the ones I believe you said, the two in Love Hard should have actually been more excited for, Home Alone. Obviously, the film Home Alone was filmed at a house, and that house is now up for people to live in, for the Airbnb, Tristan. Oh, it's now in the, the Kevin McAllister's house. is now an Airbnb? Yes. It's yeah. also now a Lego set, in which I own, I've spent the last week building the McAllister's house Lego set, which is pretty freaking sweet. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I tried to see if we could book a night at the uh, McAllister House Tristan for me and you, but unfortunately, right. it's all sold out. How expensive do you think it was to get Christmas there? Like, to book Christmas weekend at the McAllister's House, how much do you think that cost? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't Honestly, I've never used Airbnb. I don't even know how much a normal place costs. Oh, a normal place, it'd be like, you know. Close to the same price of a hotel. Okay. So in the area, like a hotel room, it's what, like 100 and like 15 bucks nowadays, probably 120 bucks nowadays. The Airbnb will normally be pretty comparable, depending on the Airbnb place. But yeah, obviously for Christmas, it's going to be more. And plus, since this is at like the set of the place, it's more. And not only well, that. It, and it's an entire house. Not only that, in a massive house. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Huge. A big house. Huge mansion. Also, uh, there's a little bit more to this, Tristan. This isn't just you get to stay at the house. The actor that plays Buzz McAllister is going to be there. Oh, he was also in the new Home Sweet Home Alone movie yes. on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's I think that's like marketing for that. My, my suspicion with all that is, yeah, they, they have him back. Uh, it's it's the same house from Home Alone and Home Sweet Home Alone, I believe. And so, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, and so they're hyping that up as well. Oh, you can check out the, you can see the movie on the new Home Sweet Home Alone film on Disney. But yeah, I think I think it's a bit of a marketing 
thing on Disney's Plus or on Disney's part. And then the third thing that's added to this house, Tristan, is apparently, I don't know what this entails, they have booby traps set up. I, you know, I've heard about this. How about, yeah, they have, that sounds real exciting. Um, I, I obviously can't have the same booby traps from the original film. Like, you got like, the stepping on Legos and stuff, but you can't have the iron being smunk no. in your head. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a real a real issue. There. Yeah, they, they did clarify uh, it's the same type of booby traps, but uh, you can't get injured from them. So, you know, I don't know if maybe, like, maybe the iron will swing your head, but it'll, like, stop right in front of you. I don't know. No, I think it's going to be, like, a foam or, like, made of, like, foam or right. something. Right, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I imagine that's the actual Thing. Yeah, it's for sure gonna have something like swing action the same way the iron does, and it'll look like an iron. It's probably like foam on the front or whatever. Yeah, so it won't hurt. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You can get the house. Uh, I, you know, I would have loved to rent a rent a few nights there. It, it's in Illinois. It's close to Andrew's parents. I was legitimately down to rent it for a night and go there on our way to see our folks, but unfortunately, that is uh, that's not on the table this year. I even looked for next year, Tristan. Uh, it's not open yet, so you know we'll, we'll have to wait. Not open yet. You gotta wait for that. Yeah. They don't want you jumping on it too soon here. That's true. Yeah, they know how much of a Home Alone fan I really am. Yeah, well, there's a lot of Home Alone fans out there. Right? Clearly. Crazy. Yeah, that's why I got sold out so quickly. People oh. love that film. People were lining up for days waiting for those two ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll eventually have to do like a Christmas ranking of like all the classic Christmas films. Because uh, I, I haven't seen the original Home Alone in a while. Uh, it's a good one. I, I, feel like, I feel like my issue is I watch the same five Christmas movies every year and that's it. Uh, if they're not in the five, they're out. I don't rewatch them. Me too, but that's, that seems like a good thing to me. All right. Elf and Four Christmases and Winehammer are fantastic. I'll just keep watching those ones. Yeah. yeah what, exactly. what are the five? What are, what are the five you always rewatch? Um, I would say the five for me, hard to say now because one of them just came out this year, but I would, I, I'm, I'm throwing Father Christmas's back on that list, baby. I, I freaking love that movie. I'm, I, I would say that easily Elf and Four Christmases are the two I will watch every year, no matter what. I got to watch oh, both yeah. of them. You got to watch those. Too. Yeah. They're my go-to. Uh, why him? I pretty much just watch whenever I see it with you guys. I feel like me and Andrew have never once seen that one. Just the two of us. It's uh, really funny. It is good, but I feel like I, I feel like I like it more when I watch with you guys. I feel like you guys get real excited with it. Gets me pumped. Uh, and, and then Klaus. I like to watch Klaus every now and then. Klaus, yeah. 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 I watched in 2019. I watched 2020. I think I'll watch it this year as well. I like that one a yeah, lot. I think I that'd be my five. Since 2019. I didn't really watch it last year. I'll probably get around to be watching it. So it's a really cute one. Yeah, so I think I think that's my five. Uh, hard to say because one that just came out this year, so it's hard to say if that's really a classic. I'll see if next year if I'm still craving. It. I think that's the test. After if the year after you're still wanting to see it, then that's a, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. Like I rewatched Jingle Jangle this year, so I, I don't know if it'll for sure be one I watch every year, but it's for sure one I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit every couple of years. That's yeah. Would you say uh, you have a five, or what's your rotation? Uh, y Ham, like, Elf, like, Four Christmases, yeah. then what? Four Christmases, Y Ham, and Elf are the must. Home Alone is, is one I tend to watch most years. I do like that one a lot. That would probably be like the next one. And then probably Jingle Jangle at this point. If I had to pick five, probably those are the five. I'd pick. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen Home Alone since I lived with you guys. I haven't seen it in years. 
It's a yeah, it's a favorite of myself. That's for sure. I, I enjoy it. I just like watch people get hurt, and uh, it's it's mostly just about that. Yeah, yeah. I should probably check it out. I saw Home Sweet Home Alone. Have you seen that one, Trust? Oh, brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, it was just. It was not good. It was just not good. And so it kind of put me off. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't watch Home Alone. But obviously, like, totally polar opposites for, like, its film. It was, yeah, it was really bad. I mean, like, and one of the big things was the pranks, which are the best part of the Home Alone movies, didn't happen until, like, the last, like, ten minutes. And then there's only, like, two of them. And then that was it. And I think, I think what made it not work at all for me is they made the villains kind of understandable like i they, they, yeah they spent way too much time developing the bad guy they were the bad really the bad guys for, for you know spoiler for a film that came out a few weeks ago that nobody cares about but the bad guys in this movie are really the heroes like they're the yeah. story we're following we know their point of view really the kid is the bad guy is he not like he's the one that's setting up all these traps that seems kind of heartless at times like i feel like they reversed who we're rooting for. Like I kind of felt and like it, the kid was work. too rude. It, it, it didn't work at all. No, uh, it, no, it, it just didn't work. Way too much time developing the bad guys. When I don't need the bad guys to develop. The wet bandits were perfectly developed. They're bandits, and they like to they like to leave the faucets on when they leave. Yeah, they're the wet bandits. It's, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I need for them. Here, they the bad guys weren't even stealing. They were just trying to steal what was theirs back because the kid yeah. stole from them. Which is perfectly understandable. They just want the ship back. I'm like, yeah, all right, I get it. And sure, they were goofy and stupid and sure didn't have, you know, probably their better solutions right. to the problem. Yeah. But whatever, I get it. Yeah, and they didn't develop the kid at all. There really wasn't any sort of more to the story. It was, it wasn't good. The and it wasn't even that they. Not only did they steal their item back, but it felt like they had to because their family was losing money. They would have lost the house. Like, they had to do it to protect their family. Like, it felt like, you know, I started feeling a little bad for them when they got all these pranks on them. What made the Wet Bandits and the original Home Alone so good is these people are getting absolutely clobbered, and you're like, heck yeah, you guys are terrible. You deserve this. Like, it's it, you enjoy their pain. I, I feel bad when yeah. I always watch them get, like, hit with bowling balls. And Kevin McAllister, you know, he was a kid, and all kids are flawed and do silly things, but he was still lovable and rootable the whole way through. You never wish any ill will for him. Sure, he needed to get taught a lesson at times, but he yeah. wasn't a bad guy by any means. The kid in this movie was just an asshole. Yeah. I hated it. He was so annoying. I don't like him at all. Kevin McAllister was awesome. I think it's like bottom 10 of the year so far for me. Right? It, was, it was really bad. It wasn't yeah. good at all. I, I, I hated it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely wasn't good. It was the holiday of 2021. Uh, it it holiday subjectively. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just like, teasing. Love, love hard is better. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. I like love hard. They also introduced Buzz, and then he didn't do anything. They introduced him. You go. I'm like, oh, okay. I guarantee at the end he's a now police officer, and that's what police officers do. And he's a well-known character, and it makes sense. No, never touched or talked about it again. Just gone. Shows up, does absolutely nothing, and then nothing. So why even bring him in? Why, why was he there at all? That nostalgia, baby. That's that's why. Which I get, and I, I think in, including him in the film is a cool idea, but why wouldn't you, like, you know, like bring him into the film, sure, but then do something. Don't just have him sit there in a van and go, yeah, I don't want to do that, and then he just doesn't do anything, and then they'll leave. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, did Disney make this movie they, they made it right or was it made before so. they bought it no i think disney made this one 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think so too. Because like, I, I believe last year was when they announced this movie was being made. Like it was, it was a pretty quick, you know, I think you could tell it was a pretty quick film. They, they took them very little time to make it. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of thought or love put into this yeah. one. Um, and they try to do, they try to have like homages to the original film, but it mostly just kind of felt they're trying to take the jokes from the original ones and knock them off. Like obviously the scene when, and once in spoiler for a movie that came out a couple weeks ago, when he was throwing the pop bottles down at the woman robber, right? That was obviously supposed to hark back to the second second one when he's throwing the bricks at the robbers. The, 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 one of the best scenes in Home Alone 2 Lost in New York with the bricks. But of course, bricks are now too dangerous to throw at people, so they throw bottles of Coke at them instead. And the scene was just way lamer and nowhere near as funny and just fell flat entirely. But it's very obvious that it was supposed to be a callback to the original. Yeah, it fell flat, kind of like the soda. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like soda. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was fine. Disney just cashing in on some more nostalgia. They, uh, you know, I, I, I wish the kid the best. I thought he was terrible in this film, but obviously he's from Jojo Rabbit. I, I have a soft spot for him, so, you know, I, I like I don't think it, I don't think it was because his acting was no, bad. No, I, I just think his character was brutal. He so couldn't save that script. There was nothing the kid could have done. <laughs> it, was, it was written into a corner. Yeah. Well, there you go. We spent most of the podcast just discussing Love Hard and Home Sweet Home Alone. Where we're, we're getting, well, I think it just shows that we're in the festive. Yeah, we're updating year, people on the iconic new 2021 Christmas films. That's right. We're excited for the holidays and we're excited for Christmas movies, yeah. which are it, probably my favorite part of the holidays. I love Christmas movies. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of them lately. Yeah, I, I, I do like them a lot. And, you know, uh, neither of these are going to be on the 2021 podcast, so we, we have to talk about them now, Tristan, while we have the chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one's picking Home Sweet Home Alone anytime soon. No, no one cares no. about that. It's one of those movies that's just bad. Yeah, yeah, it really is. That's why I, that's why I didn't pick it. You know, there's nothing to talk about. It's just pretty mediocre. It's only on oh. Disney Plus. I guess what else is yeah. on Disney Plus? The original Home Alone. So I don't know why you would yeah. watch it. You can watch the original ones. Just watch those instead. They're way better. Heartless yeah. and, and manufactured, and the original ones didn't feel that way at all. The original one had a lot of heart, great moral of the story, lovable characters, hilarious goofs. It's not like the original Home Alone's not there, or it's not like they're on different streaming services, or you own Home Sweet Home Alone on DVD and you don't have access to Disney. Like, no matter what, if you have yeah. access to Home Sweet Home Alone, no matter what, you also have access to the better one. Like, that's literally it. There's but no reason. Both you and I could have watched the original, but instead we decided to watch the new one. Yeah, I haven't even seen the original in years. It could have felt like a new movie to me if I watched that instead. Well, anyways, that's everything on my end. I don't have any extra news here. What about you, Tristan? Are you excited for the new West Side Story? That's been getting a lot well, of actually, buzz. Have you not uh, heard the news in the new West Side Story? Uh, what's grows, the news? It only grows $10 million in its open weekend. Yes, yeah, on, I did hear that. On a $100 million budget. It's, it dropped expectations. Even though it's got like super high ratings, everyone seems to love this film. Yeah, yeah everyone's it, loved it. But yeah. it did not produce money in the box office. Another musical failure in the box office, which I'm disappointed to see. I wasn't planning on going to go watch it in the theaters, but now that I hear about how good it is, I might get around to it. Yeah, I've heard from, it's not even just like a handful, every single person that has seen this film and the original has told me that this one's better than the original. Like which I, look, the original one was fine, 
there are moments of it that were really good, musical numbers of it that were really that were really great. But overall, it felt its age would probably be the big thing. The editing style felt its age. The overall, you know, some of the characters felt their age too. You know, that kind of stuff. It felt its age, but it wasn't bad by any means. But I think this one, apparently by the sounds of it, I think it's going to be even, even better. I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, I actually just watched the original West Side Story a few days ago. Just oh, you have seen it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for preparation, because you know I gotta watch the OG of a movie before I see the remake. Like I'm gonna be watching Nightmare Alley, the original from the 1940s, in a few days as well. I didn't know there was an original. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah the uh, Nightmare Alley is a remake. So I wanted to watch the one from the 40s first. So I'll see that soon. And, you know, I want to watch the originals before I see the remake. Did you do that with Dune? No, actually, no. I didn't do that with Dune. No. Yeah, I didn't either. But I, I did it on purpose because they, uh, the, the original is gonna be the whole part one, part two. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather watch part one, part two, like for the first time in these new ones, because rather than like the original, it didn't sound very good. And it's supposed to be real choppy and not very good movie overall. So I'm gonna wait to watch that until after I watch the new ones. Yeah, yeah, I didn't love the original West Side Story, but it was okay. Yeah, it, it was fine. I, I, you know, I didn't hate it. I thought it was relatively enjoyable, but uh, I had its moments yeah. for sure. Was my thing. Yeah, and, and there's a caveat with this. Every person I've talked to about this, they're all like around my age. So nobody like watched this original West Side Story live in the '60s, but everyone that I ha- has seen both has told me the the new one's better, which is interesting. You don't hear that often. You don't hear it too often. Yeah. But you do hear it, and I'm, I'm excited in this case. You especially don't hear it too often when the original Best Picture... That's when you don't hear it too often. No, and the original's like a Best Picture winner and a pretty beloved musical. Yeah, the, the, the original's an, you know, an iconic film, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it, this one's supposed to be better? That's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, no, apparently it's really good. Uh, it's one of the lead contenders for the Oscars, apparently. One, so yeah, say. one of the Oscar push. Yeah. Anyways, that's everything on my end. Have a fantastic day, everybody. See ya.